The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have not let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you a risk taker? Or do you play it safe? Maybe it depends whether we're talking at home or at work. Maybe it depends whether we are talking about the stock market or we're talking about dating. Did you know that some people actually have jobs as risk managers? They analyze data and assess risk for an organization. Now, taking risks sounds like faith to me, faith at the heart of religion and spirituality. It's a big biblical word, faith, and our reading from Hebrews has a classic definition of it. Maybe some of you even memorized it years ago. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Our great ancestor in faith is Abraham. He's in both our Genesis and Hebrews readings. Abraham is the ultimate risk taker, an exemplar, a forebear in faith for Jews, Christians, and Muslims. These three are even called Abrahamic religions. Abraham is promised descendants as numerous as the stars. And he just goes forth when God commands him. He puts one foot in front of the other, walking into an unknown future, not knowing where he is going. No map, no GPS, no crystal ball. Maybe taking risks can seem like blind faith, which makes me think of Ted Lasso. I'm a little late to this streaming show, as is often the case, but how many of you have watched 
Ted Lasso, perhaps even during the pandemic when you needed a little emotional lift. If you haven't seen it, here's the one-line summary. An American football coach, Ted Lasso, is hired to manage a British soccer team. What Ted lacks in knowledge, he makes up for in optimism, determination, and biscuits. We could say that Ted Lasso has a high appetite for risks. He's not afraid of novelty. He's not afraid of the unorthodox. He comes to his job with little experience in what, well, what we call soccer, and he tries to win over the skeptical English market with his optimistic, folksy, and sometimes quirky manner. To quote Ted, now it may not work out how you think it will or how you hope it does, but believe me, it will work out exactly as it's supposed to. Our job is to have zero expectations and then just let it go. Now maybe that's the definition of faith. As a result, Ted Lasso puts more stock into the emotional well-being of his team than in understanding the fundamentals of the enterprise or even winning and losing. At the end of season one, there's an unforgettable episode. The players are discouraged, doubting they will prevail in an upcoming do-or-die game. And one character quips, it's the hope that kills you. In other words, don't get your hopes too high. Now Ted Lasso responds. He gives an emotional speech to the team in the locker room. I've been hearing this phrase y'all got over here that I'm not too crazy about. It's the hope that kills you. Y'all know what? I disagree. I think it's the lack of hope that comes and gets you. See, I believe in hope. I believe in belief. Now where I'm from, we've got a say in two. A question actually, do you believe in miracles? It seems that faith is about facing an unknown future. Jesus speaks to that in today's gospel. Have no fear, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Live like it is always Advent. Be ready. Take risks. You never know when your life could end. Or as another little non-scriptural ditty says, accept what is, let go of what was, and have faith in what will be. Well, life is hard enough the way it is, right? Pessimism in the future reigns. Taking risks these days may seem like crazy talk. Yet theologian Carter Hayward reminds us that faith by definition is uncertainty. Faith is full of doubt, steeped in risk, she says. Faith is about matters not of the known, but of the unknown. 
So Abraham responds to God's promises, the covenant, with his feet, not his words. This wandering man does what he knows best. He walks. And as one writer puts it, only now he walks with God. And by doing so, Abraham leaves an indelible set of footprints. Abraham doesn't believe in God. He believes God. Abraham doesn't ask for proof. He provides the proof. But this journey of faith is not just going from a literal point A from point B on a map. Rabbi Rami Shapiro notes that this is also an inner journey. We are called to set aside narratives of nationality, of ethnicity, of religion, narratives of gender and race and parental biases and the like, he says. These things promote what Albert Einstein called the delusion of consciousness. How we experience, experience ourselves apart from the whole. Indeed, our spiritual task is to widen our circle, to embrace all creatures, all of creation. In other words, through Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So the faith of Abraham isn't a set of beliefs isn't creeds and catechisms. The faith of Abraham is trust. Trust in a future that we do not yet know. So, think to yourself, what about the future most freaks you out? What fears do you carry about your future, the future of this country, the future of the world, the future of the earth? Sometimes to play it safe means to be caught in a cycle of negativity and extreme caution and the belief that nothing can ever change and that we can never change or our country can never change. It's tempting, isn't it? Ted Lasso says that the happiest animal on earth is a goldfish because of its 10-second memory. Or, on a bit more intellectual plane, Soren Kierkegaard once said, without risk, there is no faith. And the greater the risk, the greater the faith. So what risks might God be calling you to take? How might Abraham inspire you to venture in faith, putting one foot in front of another, not knowing where you're going, but only that Christ accompanies you on the journey? What kind of risk is God calling this community, Holy Trinity, to take? The doomsayers, the naysayers would say the church has no future. People are done with religion. Yet there's a spiritual thirst and hunger among people for meaning, for hope, for community. Are you willing to take the risk of inviting your neighbors and friends to church to worship with you because you treasure what is offered here? 
Are you willing to continue to journey down the path of justice, repairing and healing the wounds of hatred and exclusion and racism in our country and in our world? God promised Abraham descendants as numerous as the stars. And yet at this table, God promises to accompany you as you go forth not knowing what the future holds. Maybe this call to go forward in faith, to take risks for the sake of the gospel is too hard, too hard to do on our own. Exactly. That is why we are together this day, singing and praying and hoping, and then going forth to be a sign of God's dream for our worlds. Risk takers for the common good. Amen.